I can think of no better way to start off this podcast with than some inspirational words from the Honorable President of the United States. Uh, Joe, uh, please take the stand now. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my God. Is that guy even alive? What the hell was that shit? Uh, I don't know. I have no words anymore, guys. Whatever. Let's do this. Welcome, everybody, back to Not Rich, Just Board, episode number 104. Yeah, sorry, guys. I missed last week. I was, honestly, it was, it was more of a scheduling error and just tired. We had that cold snap up here in Canada, you know, where it was ball freezing, ball freezing cold, something like that. Got down to about negative 60 with the wind. It was absolutely out of control. And yeah, my furnace decided to shit the bed like right after that. It was like the day after. So it wasn't the coldest day, but it was still cold as hell. And I was up at 4 a.m. for work and working like a dog for the man all day. And then I come back and, oh, what do you know? Come back to a freezing ass cold house and charge no complete. So had to deal with that. And then it got fixed. And then it was four in the morning. I woke up with another cold house. So that's two 4 a.m. starts. And I already didn't get enough sleep. So the next day I was basically a zombie and working on that heat. But we got heat now. We got a new thermostat. Everything's up and running. This trailer's humming like a dog. It's going to be basically mar-a-lago at this point this place is worth so much money so many so much money into upgrades i'm basically donald trump i've got this trailer it's a fine trailer everybody likes this trailer a lot sorry guys no it's it's a crappy mobile home but damn it it's my home and i love it it's good it's good to have a roof but yeah so obviously you guys heard about well i don't know if you guys heard about it you're gonna have to tell me but there was a big UFC fight recently, Sean Strickland, obviously, and the guy, I can never, I can't pronounce his name, Duplessis, Duplessis, I, I don't know, I, I can't honestly pronounce his name, but the fight is not the important part right now, the important part is Strickland, he, obviously he's kind of, you know, he had that whole raw emotion moment uh, with Theo Vaughn and his podcast, and you know, he's kind of been blowing up because of that and other things. Obviously, he's a controversial figure because he's kind of unfiltered his language. But it's funny because to me, him being controversial is not him being controversial at all. It's just him being real. And, and honestly, like, usually he's just being hilarious. He just does things for the joke. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I, I can't really fault him for that. It's just, he's basically what you and your guy friends talk about when you're in the shop having some beers after hours. That's the way Sean Strickland always talks, which is the way, that's the way it should be. And honestly, everybody should just speak their mind at all times. And I respect him for that. And unfortunately, especially in Canada, we're not really encouraged to do that. You kind of got to keep on your, well, I'll just quote the Canadian reporter that was talking to Dana White, uh, leash. You got to stay on your leash in Canada. And there was that Canadian reporter when he was talking about Sean Strickland, he's like, 
He's like, I know you usually give your fighters a long leash. And Dana White's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't give no leash. It's called freedom of speech, motherfucker. And uh, oh, God. So, so awesome. Because I I hate it's not fucked. Like, it's not just think about that. The fact that that reporter said you keep your people on a long leash. Like, what? like, are they fucking slaves? Like, no, they work for him. They work in his organization. And guess what? They're free to leave any time. So what the, f- like, talking about leashes, like, that's, fuck. Like, I'm surprised Dana White didn't just knock that guy the fuck out. But I think in Canada, you know, speech has been stifled. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. A lot of people don't want to say that. But it's true. It, it really has been. We've kind of been, you know, our throats have been stomped on. I saw a video the other day, like, they literally had to censor masturbation. Like, they put, like, a, you know how, like, when people want to say fuck, but they, they don't want to, or, well, when I say it, but the subtitle will be, like, a star, because you can't put that in writing on your video. You'll get demonetized or whatever. It's, it's weird. I hate that trend so much. I'm sorry. I'm losing it here, but. Uh, but like I saw that same thing where with masturbation where they put like an asterisk on the A and I'm like what the what the fuck is going on we can't even say masturbate anymore that's a bad word how many words are they gonna demonize at this point it really just ugh, I don't get it but either way back to the UFC so Strickland was obviously fighting and it was in Canada it was in Toronto and. There's a bunch of people chanting, fuck Trudeau, in the stadium. Like, 18,000 people full. And they're all chanting, like, fuck Trudeau, fuck Trudeau. It's like, it was great to see because I I just love that people are coming out with how they really feel. And obviously, cage fighting fans are going to be, you know, they're going to fall in that line, right? There's not a, I don't feel like there's a lot of liberal uh, cage fighting fans you know what i mean it's not not the uh stereotypical demographic we'll say but either way it is how people feel and with this upcoming election eventually in canada if he gets in again if trudeau gets in again there's going to be trouble there's going to be riots for sure there's going to be people losing their minds but you get people like Strickland that after the, like, I can't remember if it was post-fight or pre-fight. Is that, I think it was a pre-fight. In, yeah, it was a pre-fight interviews or whatever. He was saying, like, I support Canadians. I, I stand up for you guys. And, you know, it's just even Rogan talked about it on his podcast, how just everybody, everybody hates this guy. Everybody hates and sees that Canada is becoming this weird communist socialist shithole. And it's really, it's really frustrating for the people that live here. Like me that know that we know that, but you know, we're well, not we're just people like me. We're not rich, right? We can't just choose to get up and leave. It's not that simple, you know, family, Friends, kids, stuff, and all that, all that stuff, but also financially. You just you can't just get up and move, all right? So the option for people like us that are here, we need to make sure this place stays good for us. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to 
censor everybody's speech and get into this socialist bullcrap. But if it leads that way, I mean, I guess we'll have to pack up and leave, you know, if we're allowed at that point. But I don't know. I just thought it was really good to see to see people being vocal about this. And other other thing, another thing that was in the news that kind of relates to this whole topic is that the government of Canada is getting sued over the Emerg- Emergencies Act. Uh, where the, what was it? Emergency Use Act? I, I can't remember what it was called. It's the Emergencies Act anyway. It's literally only supposed to be used in emergencies, like real uh, World War Three type stuff. But Trudeau did it for that trucker convoy that came through. And it's finally been ruled by a judge that it was overkill. It was not needed. It was unethical. And so they are now suing. Now, of course, the government of Canada has overturned this. So it's probably going to get thrown out the window because, you know, politicians don't, they don't have consequences for anything in their lives. You know, the consequences, they fall on us. So you guys know how, especially you guys living in Canada, you understand how that, well, Americans got a bad too. You know, we played that nice clip from Joey at the beginning there. Good old Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, we got an idiot up in Canada. And then in uh, in America, they got an idiot for a different reason. But he's just senile. So <laughs> he's just a puppet that's, uh, you know, they're literally keeping up. Like, I'm waiting. I'm not joking. Let me grab this mic harder. That's a solid mic. I like that a lot. <laughs> but, like, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day where he go, where Joe Biden goes to do a press conference. And it just looks like the scene from grown-ups where <laughs> i think it was grown-ups too where they have like the puppetry on nick schwartzen and he's driving the bus and, <laughs> and i'm just waiting for them like when joe biden goes out to do, make a speech and they just literally have strings attached to him and he's just like he's dead but he's just like oh, yeah, we're fine here like i don't think anybody would know that's the problem i don't think anybody would tell the difference if he was really dead or if he's just what he's doing now like, the guy is half alive, and he he has the ability to push nuclear missiles to the world. He has the ability to press a button and kill everybody in the world. The senile old man. Yeah, not good. Not good. I mean, again, we got Castro's boy up here, but okay, guys, that's alleged. That's alleged. Calm down. Calm down. I know. I know. He's not really Castro's son. But he might be. But he's not. Probably not. But he could be. You never know. Either way, moving on from this crap. No more political talk, guys, all right? Uh, I, I, I do want to stop real quick. Real quick, just glance over this. But last week's episode, well, two weeks ago now, because I missed a week. La- <laughs> two weeks ago episode. Um, It actually blew up a little bit there. And there's some new subscribers on YouTube and... Uh, Spotify went up a little bit, but YouTube is the one that really blew up. We got like 1,500 views, so that's kind of cool to wake up to. Again, I kind of do like a post and ghost thing. I post a podcast, and then I check it, and I check the podcast email every week to see if anybody, uh, you know, wants to come on or do whatever. And I just saw the views on YouTube, and it was like 1,500. I'm like, oh, shit, that's not bad. And it was like seven or eight new subscribers so that's all right you know 
we're catching that momentum. We're still uh, a ways off from number one podcast in Canada, but you know what? We've already manifested that. I've thrown it into the universe. I'm just waiting for that ball to come back, if you know what I mean. But either way, if we keep having bangers like that, we'll be there in no time. And I appreciate you guys. If you guys are regular listeners, if you're stopping in, hey, that's cool. Just remember, you got YouTube, Spotify, everything. You don't have to sit on YouTube, waste your data. If you want to go to low data mode, just watch and listen on Spotify. Technically, there's no video yet, so there's really no benefit, we'll say, to listening on YouTube. But I don't know. In the future, I don't know if I want to do video on... You can do video on Spotify, but I don't know if it's like... I don't know if it's worth it for me because I just... Personally, this might be me. You guys can let me know in the comments, but I don't really watch video on Spotify. Like, for me, Spotify is when I'm in my car, you know, when I'm when I'm driving, which I'm not going to be watching a fucking video while I'm driving. That's a little dangerous. But YouTube, it's like, that's when you're home. You're chilling. So if you want to listen to that, but when you're home, you know, that makes more sense. But I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of video podcasts anyway, but I, I, I understand the appeal. So I think I'll be moving to that eventually, but. I'm waiting for a few more pieces. I want to get like a green screen and I do want to update the, I still have the old logo on YouTube and stuff for the background. I want to get that updated and maybe get a graphic designer to do an actual logo and everything. Like do it. I just want to update everything, make it look a little bit more professional, but you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. We're a small show. What can I say? Some might say it's a one man show. Either way. So, moving on. There's some shit going on in the world. There's a new game released. You guys all know what it's called. It's called Pal World. All right? So, there's been some problems. Some pretty glaring issues, obviously. Now, let me just say, as a forward forward here, I've known about Pal World for, I think, about two years. Maybe a little over a year. I don't know. Time is so weird. Sometimes I feel like it's fast. Sometimes I feel like it's slow. But I've known about it for a while because there was a game and people called it Pokemon with Guns, which was kind of a joke at the time. And here's the thing. It started out as what you would call a fan game. It started out as like a Pokemon fan game, essentially. Pokemon with Guns. Hey, what if it was Pokemon, but you know, we had guns and we could shoot them and, but you could also catch them and do other things. Wouldn't it be fun? So it was kind of like a a fan game, right? But they started thinking, which is, I think I've talked about it on here a hundred times, probably. There's one company in the gaming industry that they protect their IPs like a fucking Cobra, like a goddamn Wolverine. They will They'll kill someone. They will sacrifice children to defend their IPs. And that's Nintendo. Zelda, Mario. That's it. <laughs> no, but no, I don't know. They don't have a lot of IPs going for them. But yeah, they have, you know, Mario, Zelda, and I don't know, Donkey Kong, Fire Emblem, I guess. You know, they, they have a bunch of those IPs. But their biggest ones, they protect all of them. But their biggest ones, you cannot screw around with. 
like Mario Zelda Pokemon. Now, yes, Pokemon, I understand, is not made by Nintendo, it's made by Game Freak, but it is still published by Nintendo, and it is still exclusive to them. So it falls under their banner of don't fucking mess around with it. So, again, I've talked about it before on here. People who are really creative and they're good game designers, they want to go into the space, they want to make a game. They're like, oh, I really like Zelda, or I really like Metroid or Mario. Mario doesn't really matter because you can make Mario Maker now. Like that, literally, you can just go make whatever you want in Mario Maker, and Nintendo doesn't care because that's their game. They're making money off it. But anyways, it's happened with Metroid. I've seen it before. So let's just say, I love Metroid. I want to make a Metroid game. Let's do this. So you go out and you make your fan game. You spend 10 years of your fucking life making this Metroid game, pouring your blood, sweat, and tears into it, all your extra hours, not getting paid for it, nothing like that. And then you finally release it. You release this Metroid game into the wild, and it's actually good. It's really good. You're a good dev. You did good, kid. But there's a bloodhound on the trail, all right? It's been following you a, well, for a couple miles. But now that your game finally came out, that hound has caught up to you because you might make money off that. And that's not good. Or it might be free. It might be free even, you know, maybe your Patreon that you're making money on. Either way, that bloodhound finds you. And you know what that bloodhound found, has on you? It has a red fucking collar that says Nintendo. And it says, hey, this is my IP. How dare you make money off that? But it's free. Oh, well, you're still, you're getting recognition. That's not good. This is my IP. So you lose everything. All that year, all those years of working on that shit, people have done that before. They've released these fan games. It happens with Zelda all the time. People release them. Nintendo takes it off, wipes it off the whole internet. Now, yes, you can you can find it. You can find all those ROM hacks and all that stuff. There is a way. Yes. But what I'm saying to all you creative people out there doing this, do the smart thing. Make your own game. Look at Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is very popular. Now, is it kind of, does it take some artistic liberties from like, I don't know, DuckTales? On the NES, you know where Scrooge had the pogo stick and he broke blocks and stuff. You know, Shovel Knight breaks blocks with his shovel that he pogo's on. But they made their own IP. So that's the thing. People need to make their own IPs. Now, why am I talking about this? Because that's what Power World did. They said, fuck that. We're not going to use Pokemon because they're just going to take it down. So they made their own game with their own creatures. Now, yes, I've played it. It's really fucking good. It's really fun. Do the creatures look a lot like Pokemon? Yeah, they do. And some of them outright have the same body type, just minor changes. Yes, for sure. That's true. Almost every pal that you've, I was going to say Pokemon, almost every pal that you meet in the game you can attribute it to looking kind of like a similar mirrored, like, like an alternate universe of a, of a Pokemon counterpart. Yeah, that for sure. That does happen with a lot of them. But 
the thing is, they're different. They actually are different. They look different. They have similarities for sure, but everything, it's not similar enough for copyright strikes. We'll put it that way, for anything to be taken down. And that's why I wanted to bring up this Pal World thing, because I want to say, first of all, that I've played about six hours of it, and I think it's just really fun. It's just a basic kind of survival game, and then it's got this fun aspect of adventure and finding treasure and finding new pals to capture you know it's it's a decent and it's a it's a decent good game and it's just it's just lots of fun that's that's all it is but what's pissing me off right now is you got all these nintendo fanboys going oh they ripped off pokemon and they ripped off this or that right this is nintendo's they should be taken down it's like no you know what they took an idea they took inspiration from Nintendo's IP, from Pokemon. That's what they did. They took inspiration and they wanted to make their own game. And it's a silly game because it's literally these cute and cuddly creatures, some of them, most of them. And you can, you know, you start out with like knives and stuff and then, or clubs and you can work your way up to a knife, but, you know, these melee weapons and then eventually you get to like cannons and, <laughs> like crazy weapons, machine guns and stuff. You know, it's a ridiculous idea for a game. But it's one thing. It's fun. That's it. So they just had an idea to make a fun game. And a unique concept. And that's what they did. There's nothing, you know, besides the whole catching monsters thing. And he used like a ball. But they're called like pulse, pal spheres or something. I pal. I can't remember what they called them in the game, to be honest. I'm sorry, guys. But, you know, that's it is similar to Pokemon, I guess. But, like, and, you know, weakening them. And there's a syndicate in there, which is kind of reminiscent of Team Rocket, I guess. But it's just, like, I see the inspiration. But the game itself stands alone. It stands alone. It's not the same. So when I see all this bullshit going on and... Like, right now, apparently Nintendo is investigating the game for copyright. And I'm just like, fucking back off, all right? You guys need to back the fuck up. Just because somebody did an interesting game and it's blowing the hell up, that does not give you the right to just ruin everybody else's fun. Because you have an IP that you haven't done a goddamn thing with in 20 years. And I'm not joking. The last innovation that they did was like Pokemon Stadium, I would say, on the N64 like that. Well, Pokemon, what was it, Coliseum on GameCube? I don't know. You know, they had <clears throat> they had those games, and it was kind of like a unique experience, I guess, but same kind of shit. But ever since, I, I just fell off with Pokemon. Like, Gold and Silver were the last ones I played. I really liked them, and Heart Gold and Soul Silver were really good, but they were literally just remakes of them but they just fixed all the bullshit that was wrong with the old ones, like quality of life updates, basically. So yeah, of course they were good. But like, I remember the last one I actually played, played was I played, um, uh, what the hell was it? X and Y. Well, I played X, but you know, X and Y came out together, but I, I literally couldn't finish it because it was so boring. It was the same 
shit. Like, it felt like I was playing gold and silver just with a few more guys to catch. And, you know, 3D environments, but kind of looked like shit, to be honest. But, you know, it looked fine for the Nintendo DS. Sure, whatever. But, like, even these new, you get these newer Pokemon games, and they're on a Switch, and it looks like crap. They're glitchy, and they look like crap. Like, I, I'm, I, I don't care how big of a po- I, I, I don't hate Pokemon, all right? I think Pokemon's fine. But if you're going to be a fanboy of it and sit here and say that they've innovated in the last 20 years, you're a goddamn liar, and you're just lying to yourself at that point. You need to stop doing that because you can't, you can't give these guys that kind of bullshit. Like, they just... They don't deserve the recognition, okay? They're just riding high on that wave of, like, it's Pokemon. Why is it popular? Because it's Pokemon. That's it. So, and again, there's other game franchises that are guilty of it, too. You know, Call of Duty. Technically, Call of Duty is the same fucking game every time. And it's even worse now that they're recycling maps. Yeah, that's bad. I'm not saying that's not bad. And... You know, my buddy Strem, he t- he put up a good point about how COD gets away with it because it's more stimulating. You know, it is a faster paced, you know, Pokemon's a, I don't know how long they take to beat these days, but, you know, it's a good 20 to 100 hour adventure, depending on how quick you are, depending on what you want to do. You want to catch them all, as they say. Uh, you know, it could be a very long journey, but like Call of Duty is just like you can play for eight hours and then, yeah, you're done for another you know you can play as much as you want it's just kind of stimulating the whole time whereas you know pokemon's kind of a journey but so i do get that but i just i hate i would hate to see it would really really piss me off if pal world got taken off the stores because nintendo went after them and we all know the reason that nintendo's going after them is just because they're mad that they're making money off an IP that is similar to one of theirs. It would be no different if somebody made a side-scroller that was really good right now. And honestly, I welcome it. I would love if somebody made a side-scroller. Like a Mario. Like um, I think they're called athletic running... Athletic games? I think they're called athletic games. But, you know, we call them side-scrolling platformers. But in the original documentation they called it a in japan they called it an athletic game because you know mario's always running but either way that's a little history lesson for your kids but i just i don't know i'm really i'm honestly a little little bit worried because nintendo has this way of getting their way (laughs) they have a way of getting their way it's a weird way to say it but they do oftentimes win a lot of stuff but for me i just don't see a chance i just don't see a chance you know by by the same token they should sue every digimon game it's about collecting pals right you got your digimon with you dragon warrior remember there was dragon warrior monsters which they just made a new one which is fucking awesome i really want to try that game i'll get back to you guys when i try it but yeah there's a game i loved playing it it was on it was on game boy it was called Dragon Warrior Monsters, or Dragon Quest Monsters if you're in Japan. But it was, yeah, it was just a, it was just basically Dragon Warrior Monsters, but you caught them and battled them like Pokemon. 
And I remember as a kid thinking like, you know, this is cool. It's like Dragon Warrior, but I get to capture the monsters. Well, you don't capture them in balls per se in that game. You feed them meat and try to tame them. You're a monster tamer. So, you know, you tame the monsters. It's a little bit different, but still it was a cool idea and you could breed them and have a bunch of different outcomes based off what you were breeding. It was a cool idea for a game. I never thought, oh man, these guys ripped off Pokemon, you know, like, and I was like, this is a direct rip of Pokemon, but you know, in a lot of ways, it kind of was the battle system. It was similar in a way, but not the same. Whereas Pal World, it's completely different. Again, there might be some asset flips, but they're different. That's the thing. Even if it's an asset flip, it's still different enough to be a different thing. You know, if I took somebody's logo and like drew horns on it, that's technically a different logo. You know, I wouldn't do that because it's still scummy like that, but like, you know, it's still different. So if their stuff is different, you can't get them for that. And a lot of people think they're going to be suing or taking down Pal World because there's a mod. Now, obviously, people are quick. Like, modders are quick as fuck. So somebody's already made a mod for Pal World that converts all the pals into actual Pokemon, like the Pokemon that they kind of look like. So, you know, there's that mod, and then the main character is Ash Ketchum. And, well, like, your player character. So they made that mod, and people are like, no, Nintendo's going to take them down. I'm like, no, Nintendo can't take down a fucking game for a mod. It is a mod that a, they could take down that mod for sure. If it's on Steam as an official mod or something like that, yeah, they can take it down for sure. But as far as taking down a game because somebody made a mod, like, shut the fuck up. You guys don't know anything. It's being stupid at this point. But either way, I really hope that Pal World keeps on going. They have a roadmap for their future. They have a lot of updates and a lot of things planned for the future so i i hope to keep playing it and keep you know finish it i might play it with my brother tonight apparently he bought it he wants to play it so i do want to continue on with my adventure and i think it's i think it's going to get better and better it's really fun it's it's stimulating it's it, it scratches that itch of like sur- a survival game but like light-hearted and just kind of you know more about adventuring and less about you know surviving all the time like you have your food meter and all that but you know that's just you cook your food and you move on but like just finding random chests in the world and finding dungeons that's fun that's cool i like that and again that's why i think that game is standing out so much right now and people really love it so Either way, I really didn't have much this week, guys. I'm sorry. I just wanted to rant about that for a little while and then rant about the whole Pokemon thing because I just, I'm sorry. I'm not, it's funny because I sound like a flip-flopper in a way because I love Nintendo's IPs and Nintendo released some bangers of games. They do. But for fuck's sakes, guys, it's not the 90s anymore. The console wars are over. Like, you don't have to protect your shit so much. You know, a normal studio, when somebody mods your game or makes a crazy ROM hack of it or what have you, 
that person would look at them and go, holy fuck, we should hire this person. They're unreal. But no, Nintendo just wants to shit on everybody and ruin everybody. Because God forbid somebody else make fucking money. You know? That's why in the 90s, Sega went Sega went after them for their, I think it was their non-competition or whatever the SEC filings, I think of some, I don't know, I'm, I'm fucking this up, guys. But it was basically, um, basically because Nintendo kind of had a monopoly on the chip market. I think it was a chip market at the time, but I don't know. Watch the gaming historian video on it. It was really good, but during the during the 90s, there was a lot of... Nintendo was kind of a bully in America, anyway. They really bullied a lot of the other companies into... Like, publishers can only publish a certain amount of games, and it, it was kind of... So, like, people would have to create subsidiaries just to publish more games. And that was Nintendo's way of doing quality control back then, but you know, it was kind of stressful for the developers because they're like, ah, we can't really survive on one game a year, guys. Especially if it doesn't do well. So, either way, I'm done ranting. I'm done raving. I am so fucking tired. It's warming up here in Canada a little bit. Not just because of the, you know, Sean Strickland quotes. <laughs> it's heating up also literally. literally. So, either way, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. I appreciate it as always. Links to all social media in the description below. And I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Jesus. Lost my speech there almost.